Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. He was in prison. He could not escape. The bonds were too strong. He had been put there by an evil tyrant. How long had it been? Too long, certainly. Until one day, he lost his head. Too much alcohol and too much lust and too much pride, too much fun times made him speak words he would later regret. Ask me for whatever you wish and I will give it to you, he boldly bowed, up to half my kingdom. King Herod, you see, was in prison. A prisoner to his desires, a prisoner to his power, a prisoner to his fears, a prisoner to guilt. These things held him down, held him back. He could not do what he wanted to do. So he was tormented. He wanted to hear John, but he didn't want to hear John. He wanted to release John, but he didn't want to release John. He was greatly perplexed at himself, at the battle going on within him, and he knew no way of escape. I think you know what that's like a bit. When your desires have made you do something you later regretted, When you spoke and then wished you could take those words back. When your fear made you do what you didn't really want to do. When a guilty conscience gives you no peace. Those are bonds of sin imprisoning you. John was in a prison. But Herod was the real prisoner. For sometimes the chains and prisons you cannot see are the worst of all. As I read these kings about or these words about Herod, I thought about another king, one who lived a long time before Herod, a king who did not utter Herod's rash promise, but to whom such a promise was given. A young man named Solomon, who had just been made king of Israel. God appeared to him in a dream and said, Ask what I shall give you. Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. Solomon asked for a hearing heart. He did not ask for a long life or riches or the head of his enemy on a platter, but for a heart to hear God's word, a heart to hear properly, to discern the word of God from all the other voices that assault our ears and our hearts. A heart that would not be imprisoned or ruled by guilt, fear, lust, or pride. 
a heart that could hear God's word and keep it, treasure it. Well, a hearing heart is what Herod needed. He heard John, John gladly. He liked to listen to John, but there were other voices too. Other voices that poured down upon Herod. Like the voice of his brother's wife, Herodias, whom he had taken to be his own. Her words flooded his ears and mine too, causing him to put John in prison in the first place. There was the voice of his wife's daughter, which caused him to give the wretched beheading order. And then too, the voice of his own pride which caused him to not want to disappoint his guests and break an oath that never should have been made. You see, sometimes the problem isn't hearing God's word, but picking it out from all the other voices vying for our hearts and devotion. I think you also know what that's like a bit. For how many voices do you hear every day from the left and from the right, from friends and from foes, from television and radio, movies and the internet, from those we should listen to and from those we probably should not? And God's word in all that? Tough to hear sometimes. A hearing heart is what we need too. Maybe we could say that Herod was halfway there, or maybe a third. For the third commandment tells us to not despise preaching and God's word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. While Herod held God's preacher in prison and gladly heard him, we are told, but he never learned it. Never applied it to his heart and life. Never quite let it have its way with him. Like the people who lived at the time of the prophet Amos. We heard from him today. Like John the Baptist with King Herod, Amos tried to get his king and his people to turn from their false gods. But they pushed the word of God away. Literally. They told Amos, God's preacher, go back where you came from. And take your stinking words with you. They didn't like what he had to say. Maybe you know what that's a bit like too. Maybe you don't always like what God has to say. Or you hear God's word grudgingly, not gladly. Or you don't want to hear because other voices are pulling you in in another direction. Hearing God's word, learning it, applying it, believing it, submitting to it. It's not easy. Because it means confessing that I'm not the king. It means confessing that I am a sinner. It means admitting that maybe I don't know all I think I know. That maybe the way I've ordered my life isn't right at all. That I need to hear something to set me free 
free from the palace of my own desires, defenses, and demands that I have built around myself that turned out not to be a palace at all, but a prison. Yes, Herod, you are a prisoner king. And the one who imprisoned, who you imprisoned, is the free one. You set him free when you beheaded him. But he was free even before that. For he had a freedom that neither threats nor fears nor bars could hold. Freedom of Christ. The freedom of a savior. The freedom of the forgiveness of sins. The covering of shame. And of a life that not even death can end. So John was fearless whether in the Jordan or in a prison cell. For what can man do to you when you know the Lamb of God? The Lamb of God who was offered up, but He was offered not up to half, but all the kingdoms of the world. Do you remember that story? When the Lamb of God was offered, not up to half, but all the kingdoms of the world. It was Satan who made that offer. Satan who uttered those words to Jesus in the wilderness. But as Jesus would later teach, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? But forfeit his soul. Jesus knew there was one kingdom greater than all the kingdoms of this world combined. And one that would outlast them all. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of the word. The kingdom that Jesus had come to win. Not for himself. It was already his. But for you and me. For you and me languishing in our prisons. The ones we've built around us. Our prisons of sin. And death. You see, that's the kingdom John was trying to tell Herod about. That's the kingdom John wanted Herod to have an eternal kingdom. Not the one he had that was passing away. And so John preached to him and wanted more than anything else to say those precious words of God to Herod those words of God's forgiveness. But sadly, John never got to say those words to him. When Herod lost his head, John lost his. And his voice was silenced. But the voice of Jesus is not. For even though Jesus bowed his head in death, three days later, his voice was heard again. His voice proclaiming forgiveness and peace. Proclaiming the prisons of sin, death, and hell have been opened and the prisoners set free. Free to live no longer in fear and guilt and shame. No longer slaves to our desires. No longer having to be king. (coughs) For you have a better king than yourself. 
one much more kind and merciful and loving and forgiving than you are even to yourself. A king who died for you and rose for you and is coming back for you. A king who washes you, forgives you, and feeds you. A king who is generous and gracious and faithful. And his word continues to be proclaimed. His voice still heard today. For he speaks through those he sends. Telling them, he who hears you, hears me. So when you hear, I baptize you. When you hear, I forgive you all your sins. When you hear, this is my body, this is my blood. When you hear, this is the gospel of the Lord. It all really is. It is the king speaking to you and being your king. To sanctify you, to holy you with his good Fridayly forgiveness. And his easterly life. Because this king doesn't demand from you. But gives to you. And sets you free to do the same. Not to demand. But to give. And serve. And love. For this king. Has given you. Not up to half his kingdom. But all of it. That as a child of God, that be your inheritance. That's the reality Paul was talking about in his letter to the Ephesians. He talked about our glorious and eternal inheritance with words like every spiritual blessing, riches of grace lavished upon us, and the Holy Spirit as our guarantee. Our guarantee, for as I'm sure is no surprise to you, we're not there yet. But the kingdom is yours now. It's your inheritance, signed, sealed, and delivered. And as we wait for it to come in its fullness, we're not alone. The Holy Spirit is with us, and Christ comes to us. So as John preached at the Jordan, and as he preached to Herod, repent and believe the gospel. Believe that you are a baptized child of God. You really are. Believe that even in the tough times, Jesus is with you. Jesus is for you. He really is. Believe that the forgiveness of your Savior is greater than the guilt of your sin. And believe that on the last day, John's body will be raised just as your body will be raised. And he will be headless no more, but perfect. For in Christ, we are the champions. Believe this too, that though beheaded, John is still preaching. Now, to you. And when Herod's sword went down, John's voice went up. And joined the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven singing, Holy, Holy, Holy. We'll join that song today. We'll join John today and we'll hear him.
still preaching the Holy One, still pointing sinners to their Savior, still testifying that take they our life, goods, fame, child, and wife, they yet have nothing won. The kingdom ours remaineth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.